Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Success Hackers. This is your host, Scott Hansen, business and marketing strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, your podcast host right here on Success Hackers. And as you guys know, I always start out the show with about a 30-second business strategy or overall strategy for your life and your business. And I've been thinking about this. A lot of people are coming up to me as a as a business and marketing strategist that I am and saying, Scott, I have a lot of things on my mind and on my plate. How do I become more what I call productive on purpose? So here's one strategy that you can implement literally today. And I know it sounds like uh, something stupid or small, but I'm telling you, this has made a total difference in the people that I coach and plus my own business. Before you go to bed each and every night, write out, spend 10 minutes and write out what your day should look like the following day so that when you wake up, you're not scrambling and answering emails. You know exactly. You set the intention for the day because the night before you spend five to 10 minutes writing down your hit list, I call it, or writing down all the things that you need to accomplish for the day. And most importantly, you should do the toughest things, the ones that we kind of shy away from in the beginning. Do that first, the first maybe two hours of your day. Get that out of the way, and then uh, and then you can move forward. So that's your uh, that's your thirty second strategy tip for today. Oh, also, don't forget to uh, stay right in the middle of the show. I'm going to bring up something brand new that I want to share with all you business owners. So trust me, you're going to want to stay all the way to the end because. Uh, it's something that's brand new, and I'm excited to share it with you. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. Not everyone likes to talk about taxes, but we all know that it's a vital part of our day-to-day business building tools. Today, we have a really special featured guest. We're actually going to bring on a tax coach who's actually going to share with us some secrets on how you can actually be working your taxes to your advantage. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Craig Cody. Craig, are you ready to rock? Oh, Scott, I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. All right, all right. Craig Cody is a certified tax coach, CPA, business owner, and former New York City police officer with over 17 years' experience on the force. As a certified tax coach, Craig belongs to a select group of tax practitioners throughout the country who undergo extensive training and continuing education on various tax planning techniques and strategies to become as well as remain certified. With this organization, Craig has also co-authored an Amazon best-selling book, Secrets of a Tax-Free Life. Craig, welcome to Success Hackers. Man, it's really great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. First of all, Secrets of a Tax-Free Life. I know me, including all of our listeners, are going, how the hell can I have a tax-free life and a tax-free business? So when did you write the book and, um, and how has it been uh, received? Well, I co-authored the book uh, about three years ago it came out. It was an Amazon bestseller. Um, it's, uh, it's been well-received. You know, um, 
it's just uh, it touches on a lot of different things that you're allowed to do. The code allows you to do. And obviously, um, secrets to a tax free life does not mean that you're not going to pay taxes. But <laughs> it's it's all about paying you know the legal minimum. Well, interestingly enough, at the timing of this podcast, we have a newer president in the in the uh, in the Oval Office, Mr. Donald Trump, and everybody's up in arms about. Let's see his taxes. Let's see his taxes. And uh, he's trying, you know, he's holding back for whatever reason. When you look at business owners, um, what's maybe right off the bat, what's one strategy that you share in your book on how a business owner can really use the tax code to their advantage? Well, one strategy is basically choosing the right entity to operate in. So many times we see um, the wrong entity choice. Basically, they're starting a business. They talk to the attorney. The attorney says, form a corporation or form an LLC or form an S corporation. And nobody looks into the tax ramifications. Mm. And everybody's situation is different. So it really does make a big difference why you choose the type of entity you decide to operate out of. So let's take that one step further. So I'm sure you're going to say, well, it all depends. But when you're when you're working with your business owners, what is one of the things that they mention that triggers in your mind to say, you belong in the LLC space or you belong in this category? When you say it depends or it depends on where we should put them in in the enti- different entities, um, what are some entities that you look at? Number one and number two, um, why does one business owner? Why should one business owner, like I mentioned, maybe be an LLC versus someone else that's an S corp, et cetera, et cetera? Right. So let's let's just talk about an LLC, a single, and we'll call it a single member LLC. One reason, and there's many, but one reason somebody we may recommend to be a single member LLC is maybe they have they work for somebody part time and they you know making significant money as a W two employee, and then they also have their own business on the side. And these can be significant sources of income. And that's one one time where it may make sense to be an LLC. And it has to do with Social Security taxes and other things. But everybody's situation is a little bit different and their businesses are different and what they're looking to do is different. So there is no one size, you know, fits all. I want to back up because I gave our Hacker Nation a little description about you, but would love to know how you went from being a New York City police officer for, for 17 years to becoming a CPA. How did, uh, how did you make that transition? Well, you know, when I, my first round of college, I was an economics major, uh, decided to follow my dad into the family business, which was the police department, and um, left college after three years and became a cop and had a great run, met a lot of interesting people, worked with a lot of great people. And then it was time to move on. And um, I kind of got hooked on taxes. uh, (laughs) I, you know, it's kind of like that pocket protector thing, you know. Um, And um, went back to school, received my accounting degree, went to work for an international firm, got some experience, eventually uh, was able to go out on my own. And um, here I am today. Yeah, I love it. And Hacker Nation... You know, in in Craig's story, I think it's so important because a lot of times when, you know, as Craig put it, he got into the family business. His father was a was a police officer. So that's the route he went and said, you know, X amount of years in said, wait a second. You know, I have a whole nother back half of my life to to work with and and deal with and and to live. I don't want to continue to being a police officer. And I share that with with all of you that are listening to say that if you're in that moment right now in your life where you know that 
something you're meant to do something else. I mean, I know that in my business, I came from a sales and leadership and marketing background for 18, 19 years, but I always had that itch, that nudge to do something different. I didn't know what it was at first, but I ultimately made the leap into coaching and speaking and obviously the podcasting. And uh, if you're in that position, Hacker Nation, anybody that's out there listening saying, you know what, I do want to start my own business or I do want to kind of follow the footsteps like Craig did, there's a path, there's a bridge that needs to be built. But rather than continuing to wait and die, I call it, in your own space, where every day you're getting up and you're hating life more and more and you say, well, I'm too old or I'm too young or I don't have this or I don't have that. He did advice from Craig because, man, he was a, a well-touted police officer, well-touted police officer in New York City. I'm sure a lot of people were looking up to him, you know, but uh, he, he decided to make the shift. And here he is today, be, you know, a business owner, a best-selling author, and he made that shift. What was the hardest thing, Craig? when you made that shift from doing something that you've known for 17 years plus the training, so probably at least 18 years, and then making that leap from a steady paycheck, you know, be, being a police officer, probably being really well touted in your field to let's make the leap over here to something completely different. I, I guess the most humbling part was when I first started, I was still working, um, I was working in the accounting field part-time so by day, I was a police lieutenant with uh, 75 people under me mm. running a whole command. And, you know, when I was in the accounting, I was making copies for audits. <laughs> uh, so it was very humbling, you know, but you, you need to start at the bottom and you work hard and you, you learn and you treat people good. And, you know, God willing, you're, you're successful, but it's there's no such thing as an overnight success. Mm. Amen to that. Absolutely. What's maybe one of the biggest mistakes you mentioned earlier by not setting up their business properly in the beginning, but next to that, what's one of the other biggest mistakes you see small business owners make regarding their taxes? Failing to communicate with their tax professional, mm. and that's a pretty broad base, but you know, too many people look at you know, working with their accountant, their CPA as a, you know, an expense item. And I like to look at it as, you know, if you spend the time and you're working with the right accountant, CPA, you're going to un uncover deductions. So you're going to turn that expense into really income. So, I mean, that sounds, you know, uh, from, from our conversation here right now, that sounds, duh, like very obvious. But I would imagine, to your point, um, I know a lot of business owners that I work with, they see their CPA once a year. And that's, of course, in February, March for the previous year's taxes and that's pretty much it. So why is it important? Why is it important for for a business owner to communicate more often with their uh, with their CPA? Is it is it because the CPA can look at hard numbers and fi and let them know that they're on the the right or the wrong track? Or or take us through that. So when you meet with your CPA in February, he's looking in a rearview mirror. History has already occurred. Right. Whereas when you meet with him throughout the year, okay. He can help you and you could basically write your roadmap, what you want to do, how you want to do it, and what's the most tax efficient way to do it. And if you do that on a regular basis, there's tax dollars that you save. So how is that different? How is that different than, and I think I know the answer to this, but I, I'm just curious, how is that different than sitting with your financial advisor, you know, three, four, five times a year to make sure that your investments are are on path? Is it basically two different verticals kind of moving in the same direction where maybe your financial advisor, obviously you're talking about your 401k or your SEP IRAs or 
or anything of that nature, but you're saying kind of treat it the same way with your CPA to work with them hand in hand, maybe two, three, four times a year to find out, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right things from a tax and from a growth perspective? Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Exactly. At the very least, you want to be speaking with them or meeting with them four times a year. Hmm. But um, it's it's very important to have that communication. And, you know, your business is more than likely your biggest investment. Right. So, you know, people go out and buy a car and they do all the studying and so on. But when it comes to the business, they're working, you know, they're just working on it and just going through the motions uh, as far as working on their business versus working in it. And as part of working in it, it's looking at your tax taxes and how can you reduce the amount of tax you pay. When you work with your business owner clients, what's maybe one or two things that you see on a consistent basis that most small business owners are really missing the boat? Is it um, from, a, from a technical standpoint, besides working on their business, creating a vision and setting road, uh, um, roadmaps and setting GPS systems and, and all of those things, besides that, if we can kind of peek behind the curtain um, of one of your sessions, what are you finding that most small business owners, where they're really missing the boat? Oh, entity selection is usually the biggest issue we see. They they choose the wrong entity. Mm-hmm. After that, there are so many little things that they can be doing, whether it's the home office deduction, whether it's um, you know, the home athletic facility, which is allowed, um, whether it's, you know, the correct automobile expenses and purchasing equipment and leasehold improvements. Are they, are they depreciating the property in the correct manner? Are they taking advantage of the things that the code lets them do? So, I will not say there's one set that I see across all industries, but those are some of the little ones we see. And some of those little ones can be very big. People don't look at, you know, alternative minimum taxes and ways to reduce the alternative minimum tax, um, different strategies like that. I know as a, as a, as a, um, as a certified tax coach, you probably get pretty intimate with your business owner clients. Um, besides from a tax perspective, from an overall bigger picture with, with your clients, when it comes to small business owners, I know that when I coach my small business owners, one of the, uh, from my perspective at least, uh, two things really always come to mind, always. Number one is lead generation. I don't have enough in the pipeline uh, for prospects to turn them into clients, which turns them into revenue, which hopefully creates a more profit in my business. And then secondly is how to become more productive. They're spinning all kinds of plates, especially if they're a solopreneur, maybe they have one or two people, and their days turn into 12-hour, 14-hour days. And uh, and at the end of the day, they're 75% of all small business owners are not profitable. So when you see those things, what's maybe one or two things that you see that where maybe some small business owners um, are missing the boat when it comes to overall growth? Well, I think lead generation, you know, when I, when I talk to business owners in – you know, more people spend so much time working, you know, in the business mm-hmm. versus on it. And, you know, it's like I always say, you know, I'm not making money if I'm sitting behind my desk. Right. You know, you need to be out there. You need to be meeting people. You need to be communicating with people, getting your message out. And, you know, they don't teach you that in school. They teach you your craft, but they don't teach you, you know, you need to get the client through the door so you can help them. What are, um, as I'm, as I was doing a little research for this, I, I noticed you have, some expensive tax mistakes that cost business owner thousands. Um, maybe from your book you can share, or I, and we probably talked some of it already, but 
what are maybe, I, I have 10, but share as many as you'd like, 10 uh, expensive tax mistakes that might cost business owners thousands of dollars. So, so that, that's in my, actually my second book, which was the 10 most uh, expensive tax mistakes that cost business owners thousands. Okay. And, and I'm going to give you a link for your show notes where they Perfect. can request a free copy. Great. Um, so, um, wrong business entity, wrong retirement plan. Maybe they need to have a four, solo 401k or a 401k and they have a SEP. Um, missing out on be- medical benefits. Certain types of business, businesses can have what's called a medical expense reimbursement plan. So you can write off and get an actual deduction for those kids' braces and stuff like that that normally the code allows you to take on your tax return. But because of the threshold you need to meet, you, don't, you do not get the benefit of it. Uh, home office. Meals and entertainment, the, the right way to properly, you know, classify real meals and entertainment. Your car and truck expenses. Audit paranoia. Those are all things that we see people out there that they're not doing. And audit paranoia is just like the code says you can do it. If you do it, you do it correctly, you cross your T, you dot your I, you're okay. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's great. And, and Hacker Nation, we're going to have that link on the show notes page on successhackers.net, and uh, it'll be under the Craig Cody interview. Um, so in your own business, let's shift gears for a second, Craig. Um, you know, as a certified tax coach, as a CPA, you know, one of the things that I, as a business strategist, I work with my business owner clients, the first, one of the first things we talk about is how to create your market-dominating position, or basically uh, another way to say it is how do you stand apart from everybody else that, that does what you do. You obviously, I love what you're doing because number one, you're writing books. So that automatically lends a lot of credibility to you uh, in what you do. And I'm a big believer in, in doing that. But other than that, have you found other ways to separate yourself? Um, is there something that you bring to the table that other CPAs or tax coaches don't bring or, or, or share with us if you wouldn't mind uh, that aspect of your business? Well, I, I think definitely um, being a, uh, a guest expert on a podcast is something um, that's outside of the box. Yep. So uh, that's um, something that very few of you know my associates are really doing. And then on the tax side, it's about you know actually showing the value that you provide to the client. So what we do is every year when we deliver the tax return. We also show them, okay, based on your tax planning, this is how much you save this year because people forget and you need to reinforce the value that you're bringing to a relationship. In your own business, what's a, what's a nut that you're trying to crack right now um, and maybe a problem that you're trying to solve in your own business? Well, I'm trying to stay on top of time management is um, the, the nut, you know, that's constantly creeps up on me. You know, we get it right and then things change and, you know, then we get it right again. So it's a kind of a, a yin and a yang. So that's something um, trying to work on, setting aside time to really what I call do deep work, work on that business, but really have no uh, interruptions. Um, and, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, just set that hour aside where, no, you're not going to answer that email. It can wait for an hour. You know, I, I like to say there's not too many real accounting emergencies you know, <laughs> that, that can't wait that hour. Right. You know? And having a great staff also helps because they can they can typically assist the client with those kinds of questions. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the uh, I, I do speaking uh, engagements around the country and around the Midwest, and one of the, the topics that I talk on is 
it's a what do we call 21st century leadership. And one of the things we talk about is being more productive on purpose. And one of the the strategies that I give is to go out to your local sporting goods store and pick up a stopwatch. And it's about 10 bucks. And that stopwatch, to your point, uh, they're called jam sessions. And I say do two 60-minute jam sessions. So 120 minutes of focused, uninterrupted um, work that's working on your business or working in your business. And uh, the average CEO of a Fortune 500 company actually gets done 90 minutes of productive work that was quoted in Forbes a couple years ago. So if you do two 60-minute jam sessions where you're literally not checking Facebook, you're not checking LinkedIn, you're not checking text messages, you're not going on email, you're actually focused on 60 minutes of trying to move the needle, whatever your biggest things are. If you do two of those per day, you're actually doing more productive work than the uh, average Fortune 500 CEO. Yes, yes. (laughs) It's very true. Yeah. So uh, for all you guys out there listening that say time management, time management, I need some help, try that. Go out and buy a $10 stopwatch. And I'm telling you, it's an absolute, uh, absolute game changer for your business. Um, Can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? Oh, yes. Good. Because I believe that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure a little bit differently than most people, Craig. They actually use failure as feedback and course correction. So take us to a time, one time, there might have been many, but just take us to one where you failed, you maybe even almost wanted to give up, but you actually use that one failure as fuel to your success fire. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, 2007, 2008, you know, when the economy kind of tanked and um, I thought we were going to be spared and it just took a little bit longer and, um, you know, we were, we were pretty much crushed. We were pretty much crushed. And, um, you know, I had a concentrated client base in a couple of different industries. They were hit hard. And I, I learned a big lesson that, number one, have to do business a little bit differently, have to um, really be able to offer like a tangible value to clients. And I decided to business, build the business that I wanted versus, you know, the business that I was able to get. Started rebuilding probably in it's been almost six years. So what did you learn? So when you said you did you so you almost lost you almost lost the business in oh eight, oh nine, and you said you rebuilt it the way you wanted to build it. How did you build it differently than maybe you were operating prior to that? Well, I, I built it through tax planning and offering clients um, something that they could really see the value in. And um, just started out slow and you know had to go back and work for somebody. The great thing about accounting is you can work per diem for people. And I was able to do that to keep the lights on and just slowly but surely, you know, develop the client base, develop the referrals, um, kept the networking going, hired good staff and, um, you know, just rebuilt it that way and learned, you learned that you cannot have, uh, and we well, heard it. You can't be concentrated in one or two industries. Great point. Uh, we we have a segment on the show called the Success Hack, and as you know, Craig, our listeners actually listen to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help grow themselves in their business. You've already given us some great nuggets um, about how we can look at our taxes a little bit differently. But I'm going to shine the Success Hack spotlight on you, Mr. Craig Cody. So. 
What's one success hack? Just one that you can share that you might have already you might have already brought up, but uh, really shine the spotlight to help our listeners actually put more money back into their pocket versus giving most of it away to the gov. In addition to the typical tax planning that we all should be doing and being proactive, I, I think we we need to spend that time working, make sure we have that time that we set aside to work on the business because that's going to propel the business, that's going to generate more revenue, it's going to allow us to hire people, it's going to allow us to um, hopefully do things that we can save some tax in and put more money in our pocket. I love it. Craig, we are now entering the randomness round, but before we do, let's take one quick moment and learn something brand new. Hacker Nation, do you feel stuck in your business or you maybe even hit a plateau. Maybe you're not sure how to market effectively, drive leads, or really even get new clients or become more productive. Or maybe you're just not quite sure how to scale or go big in your business. Then you're absolutely going to love this. I have a free training on how to go from where you're at today to creating and sustaining a seven and multiple seven-figure business. No fluff, no selling, no BS, straight content and teachings on how to scale your business. Oh, and by the way, it's 100% free. To sign up for this training today, make sure to go to Big Business Webinar. That's bigbusinesswebinar.com to grab your free spot. Grab it today, bigbusinesswebinar.com. Okay, Craig, we are now back and about to enter the randomness round. The randomness round is kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. So whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So Craig Cody, are you ready for the randomness round? I'm ready. Best advice you've ever received? When you have a problem, what's the best way to fix it? Don't look to make scapegoats. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? We have typically have lunch together uh, in the office, and it kind of gets you out of that work frame of mind and just what's going on. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice... Would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Wow. Um, just just do it. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. What is one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? I, I think something I learned in the police department where I had to communicate with people across all socioeconomic, you know, boundaries. And I learned to communicate with people no matter who they are. And I think communication is key and it's helped us a lot. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? You know, recently, recently I've read Deep Work, which was, um, I can't remember who it's by, but that was a really good book. I've read so many. I think you have to be constantly reading and listening when yeah. you're in business. And there's so many of them. And you take that little nugget out of everything that you read and hopefully it helps you, you know, move to the next step. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation that's helped you in your business, what might that be? Twitter. You know, I just, uh, Twitter is a, you know, I know it's changing, but it's a great way to get your word out there. Well, Craig, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been absolutely, <laughs> absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation, where can our listeners find out more about you, your business, your book, or anything else that you'd like to promote? Yes, it's uh, www.craigcodyandcompany.com, 
And like you said, you'll have a, a link in the show notes, but they could learn all about us, what we do, and what tax planning is all about. And I welcome everybody to, you know, request a copy of our book. It's a paper copy um, that we send out, and um, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Well, again, Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and all the links that uh, Craig just talked about. You want to get your hands on that uh, on that uh, ebook or that book that he has because that's really going to help you save a ton of money in in uh, in your business. So we appreciate that, Craig, very much. Oh, you're welcome. Um, thank you so much for having me here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And Hacker Nation, when you're on the site, don't forget to click subscribe so that you get all these latest and greatest episodes. And remember, if you're looking to explode your business this year, make sure to head over to that free training, which is bigbusinesswebinar.com. Again, that's bigbusinesswebinar.com to grab your free spot. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.